Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nugget, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We had left off yesterday in the book of Matthew chapter 22. We were talking about when Jesus was confronted with the Sadducees and the Pharisees uh, concerning several issues. And one of those was that they had asked him about what the law of Moses said concerning marriage and uh, remarriage, and especially when it came to uh, bringing up descendants from one's family. Uh, One brother, if he died, then uh, the wife would marry the next brother and the next brother and the next brother and so forth, and, and the, the the Sadducees, they asked Jesus, okay, at the resurrection, whose wife is she going to be? Now, we have to understand that the Sadducees were not really religious. They were more of a political group. They did not believe in the resurrection. They did not believe in angels. They did not believe in the miraculous. They did not believe in the power of God. They basically were more concerned about their political uh, status with uh, the nation of Israel and with Rome. So to them, it was an issue of if uh, Jesus continues the way he does, you know, he's going to upset the Romans and we're going to lose our position. So it was more of an entrapment and of a manipulative uh question that they were using to try to kind of uh, get them trapped. And it's the same thing with the Pharisees uh, when they asked him a question. Of course, eventually, when you read the whole dialogue there in chapter 22, Jesus asked them a question and they could not answer it. And in all three issues, the people that were listening marveled at the wisdom They marveled at the word of God that flowed out of him. And they marveled at the power of God that was uh, in his life. So once again, we see in all three accounts the importance of understanding the unity or the combination of spirit and word. Spirit and word. And of course, we have mentioned that the word of God can be considered a seed just as much as our actions and everything else. In fact, in the book of Galatians, the scripture goes on to say uh, in chapter 6, verse 7, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now, that's not talking about just simply planting a little seed of a corn or tomatoes or uh, some type of vegetable in a garden. But notice what Jesus said, or, or uh, what the, uh, the apostles said here. He says, For he that soweth uh, to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. And there's that word corruption again that we had made mention of a distinction between the seed that is incorruptible and the seed that is corruptible. The word of God is incorruptible and the product, the end result, the fruit thereof is also incorruptible. But that which is sown of and through or by or in the flesh, it is corruptible. 
For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the spirit of the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary uh, in well doing, for in due season uh, we shall reap if we faint not, as we have opportunity. Therefore, uh, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. So we see that there are seeds that are sown from our life that are from the Spirit. There are seeds that are sown that are of the flesh. And those seeds can be anything from thoughts. They can be words. They can be actions. And every one of these seeds can and will produce a harvest after its own kind. Now, Jesus himself, as his physical body, flesh body, bone, and and blood, he considered himself a seed that was going to be planted on earth. He was planted as a seed in the womb of Mary to be born into this world first. And then he was going to go to the cross and be buried in this earth so that he could by our redemption as a seed released from his from his physical body his spirit went down into the underworld where he conquered where he overtook where he took away the keys of death and hell where he overcame and spoiled his enemies at the third day being raised by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God being the power of God, according to the book of Romans and according to Titus and several other scriptures, it talks about how he was raised. And uh, in the book of Romans, in chapter 8, it says in verse number 11 and verse 8, that if the same Spirit of him that raised up Christ Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he will also quicken your mortal body. So we see the importance here of the Spirit of God developing the relationship with the Spirit of God, but also the importance of being acquainted with the Word of God. Now, if we were to go back to the story in Matthew chapter 22, we find that uh, in the discourse of things, the issue is brought up that the Sadducees told Jesus, while Moses told us, or Moses wrote, or Moses uh, said this. And of course, the issue was that they were quoting something, but they were quoting something to their ad- advantage, quoting something that was going to be manipulative, quoting something that was going to actually uh want to bring things under their way. And what the result was that they themselves were astounded by what Jesus said. See, because they quoted while Moses told us. And then Jesus quoted and said, Have you not read Matthew twenty two thirty one? But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have you not read that which was spoken unto you 
by God saying, and this was, of course, concerning Abraham, who had already been dead uh, before Moses even showed up. Uh, many hundreds and hundreds of years. Same thing for Isaac and same thing for jo uh, Joseph. I am the God. I am the God of Abraham. Not was, but am. And I am the God of Isaac. Not was, but am. And the God of Jacob. Not was, but am the God. Uh, uh, and it says, and God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Now, this astounded the people. It, it floored them literally. And uh, as we had made mention yesterday, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were on opposite sides because the Pharisees did believe in the resurrection. The Sadducees did not believe in any type of resurrection whatsoever. There's no resurrection. There's got, there, there, there's not going to be any judgment. That means that everything that we do in this life, it doesn't matter what you do, you're not going to be judged for it. You're not going to have to pay any consequences for it. So it was important to understand the events that were taking place and the consequences of this whole uh, issue that they were questioning Jesus about winds up being very important because the disciples are listening. The people are listening. And all of this that is taking place is nothing but a trap. In other words, it's a manipulative uh, way of trying to bring something to pass that they wanted. Now, uh, as I had made mention, they, they asked Jesus, they asked him the question, In the resurrection, whose wife shall she be of the seven? For they all had had her. And Jesus answered and said, You do err. And that is a mistake that a lot of people do. They err in both understanding, knowing, reading the scripture, and they err concerning the power of God, concerning things that he does, how he does them, to negate the power of God uh, available along with the word of God is to do what was mentioned by the Apostle Paul. They have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. And the church in the century that we live in, the age that we live in, the body of Christ that has deviated itself has come into questioning did Jesus really, was he born of a virgin? Did he really atone uh, for our sins? Was he really crucified? Uh, is the word of God absolutely the word of God or, or the inerrant word of God? Or is it just something that was left to us that Jesus was just a good man, but he was not the son of God? In other words, to question the Word of God like that and to deny anything that Jesus came to do, anything that Jesus did for us, to question the power of the, 
of the blood to cleanse and forgive sins. To do any of this is to question the power of God and his ability to redeem man. And then, of course, the question of not only uh, not knowing and understanding the scripture, but the question of the power of God to be able to do miracles, the miraculous in the present now. In, in other words, uh, the Pharisees believed that, that God could heal, that God could do all kinds of things. In fact, uh, Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee, when he came to Jesus in, in uh, the book of John in chapter 3 by night, he told them, we know that you're sent by God because no man could do the things that you do except he was sent by God. They understood that, but they were afraid and they were concerned because their sway and their power over manipulating the people was going to be challenged and taken away by what Jesus was doing and what Jesus was accomplishing I mean, he was raising dead people. He was feeding thousands of people by multiplying the bread. He was walking on water. Uh, they, they were floored. And yet they still, because of their wickedness of wanting to have the people under their control, that they were truly holy, that to them was entrusted the, the law of Moses and they were the lawyers of it. It, it. it all boils down to what Paul taught us in the book of Galatians, that who has bewitched you? It, it goes to the point that let's replace Christ. Let's move him out of the way. Let's get him out of the way. And then when another one comes, then we'll accept him. And of course, the scripture, this is brought out in when Pontius Pilate uh, had a choice of which one to release. Uh, Barabbas, which means the son of the father. Uh, uh, bar, meaning uh, son. And then of Barabbas, son of Abbas, son of the father. And uh, the scripture says that Jesus was the son of the father and yet they chose the other one Barabbas over Jesus so number one you reject one and you replace him with another one and this is exactly what happened Jesus was replaced by someone else and this is what we here in this age as a church the body of Christ that strays from God does. We replace him with doctrine. We replace him with ideologies. We replace him with philosophies that are all man-made. And then we accept something else so that when the Antichrist comes, many of these individuals will willingly receive him because they've already rejected the original. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us tomorrow. We'll still continue along the lines of Matthew chapter 22. But until then, the Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.